Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Flatters and Shanko podcast. I'm uh, Di Flats, and he is... And I'm Tom Shanklin. And we are at the... Seven Bridge Services. Us, back in Motto Land. Motto. This is how we do it. This is the studio. Um, sometimes it's bigger. Sometimes we use Flatters 4x4, four four, or one of them. Um, but mm. we're... Uh, we're doing it in a small little C-class. Um, thank you, IVG, for <laughs> loan of the car. Thank you, Jared, um, with your wonky eye. On I- isn't IVG like a models company? Oh, no, that's IMG. Nah, it's in the van group, mate. It's oh, in the van group. Do vans, cars, leasing, whatever. They're trying to bring electric scooters, actually, to Cardiff. Yeah, now, the thing with electric scooters is they're not... I mean, I really like them, but they're not for the much heavier gent. They're not. I do, mm. I've done them. I used them. I've done them. I went to Lisbon, Portugal, done them. We had to go in Jared's, didn't you? Yeah, in the warehouse. We that was good. Van, yeah. That's all right. It's just going uphill. Doesn't like me. He's putting a bit of weight, though, isn't he? He looks awful. Lockdown yeah, loser. Awful. That's what I like to call him. Yeah, he, he looks awful. Um, so we are back on the M48, and it's one of those things. It's like, it's like Rocky Balboa jogging through the streets of Philly before he fights Apollo Creed. I'm driving in here, and I'm just waving at people. They're like, boy, guys, guys, how you doing? Hey, fellas. All right, fella, getting loads of it. We are part of the furniture here, and no one knows who we are. I'd like going to the Costa then, and the lady said, oh, you're back, are you? Oh, I've missed it. Oh. I've missed my morning commute. I've listened to you guys. Um, a little Cortado. Yeah, here we go. Look, little Cortados. We only get them to make our hands look big. Yeah, but... Works. There's no other drink for me, mate. Sometimes... Yeah, I'll go for a um, macchiato double. Um, but out. doesn't fill You're you odd. up. Whilst a little bit of uh, milk in this fills you up. You're odd. Nice. No, I've, I'm um, I'm fasting at the moment, my fellow. So I'm just espresso the whole time. I'm f- can you tell I'm fasting? No. 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 I'm not eating in the you a.m. You could be basically. pregnant, mate, and I couldn't tell. I'm basically not eating in the a.m. All right, I did a week beginning of September. Did it 
went well. Then I went to Cornwall on holiday for a week. Oh yeah, one of the one of the trips that COVID didn't ruin. Did that. Didn't didn't fast there, and I've started again yesterday. So I'm not eating in the AM. Can um, I ask you? You know, when you went to Cornwall for the week, did you bring someone from Getty Images with you just to take some shots of you <laughs> sleeping, or just some action shots where you didn't know the camera was on you, and then just post them all over your social media? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you uh, did you call yeah. Warby Sam yeah. Warburton? Who do you use, mate? Um, no, I've got it's just whoever's around. I always just I carry just I'm a pretty modest guy, you know, so I carry just a a few, you know, like a, a fistful of £50 notes and whoever's around, I'll say, hey, fella, or hey, my lady, just take a couple. I could just imagine you on a beach in Cornwall shouting at some random bloke walking his dog saying, excuse me, mate, excuse me, just take a photo of me lying down, will you? Nice one. Do you get it? Brilliant. Send it to me. Oh, that one. Oh, no. So that, someone, uh, you know. I just don't know all of them, mate, really. No, if yeah. I get sent a picture on WhatsApp and I think it's funny, I might put it on Instagram. Oh, okay. So, so it goes. Oh, I, thought, you know, I, I thought you brought someone with you, like, Welsh Rub Union picks or something, yeah. That wasn't no, not, no. no one from Getty. I used to after I left uh, Bath Rugby, I uh, I remembered the password for Getty and stuff. And there were times when I thought, mm, do I a few useful pictures? There's some funny pictures here or there. Do I nick them and stitch a few people up on the Bath Rugby Club bill? And I thought, no, don't do it. Never did it. And now all the lads, basically, whenever you play rugby now, what you got to do is you got to get whether you win or lose, play badly, your team gets hammered, whatever it is. A picture of yourself saying, not not the result we wanted, but great to be back out there with the lads. Keep Just building. Keep building. You know, go well. On we go. You know, Form's temporary. Class is permanent. Yeah. It's like next one. On to yeah. the next. On to the next. Great to be back out with the with the brothers. And it's like, no, no, that's all good. But you, what you're doing is you're going online and getting the most flattering picture of yourself and putting it up even when things have gone really badly. Yeah. I saw, yeah. Not you know, really into I, I know that. what you mean. You're rather like someone put a picture up of them with their, their gut out at a scrum or something, you know. Yeah. Saying, oops. Locked, um, lockdown's been bad. But then, but, you know, I, I'm an Instagram tart as well, so I can't really, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, I'm up for it. So I can't really judge, although I do. We all I, do. I noticed with you, though, you go through, like, cramming stages where you've not been on social media for, you know, 48 hours, then all of a sudden, bang, liked retweeted liked messaged you're just you'll just blitz it in an hour yeah do it and then off again impact bang go like yeah like you sort of view twitter as like the uranian embassy and you're an essay and you're just going in there and it's a smash and grab a lot like gloucester did well uh, it's like well, harlequins did against gloucester yeah it's a bit like um i'm like dutch in predator mm. i get in i get across the border um i get the job done i get the chopper out yeah. Look, I know we're in a car and there's all sorts of sound issues, but can you try turning the engine on so I can benefit from the air conditioning, please? Because it is 22 outside. It's not. It's more than that. It's what it says on your screen. Um, if you had a Land Rover, it'd be accurate. But I am now, I've now about, about to have sweat dripping off my head into your car. And okay. that ain't right. Well, I'm a grown up. That ain't right. There's just going to be a noise in the background now, mate, all the way through it. Do you reckon it'll pick that up? Yeah, of course it will, mate. You see how good these mics are? Look at them. Got a little red yeah. stripe round them. Yeah, um, they are good, actually. They are nice. Yeah, for those that listen to this uh, on the podcast app, we are actually recording it, and we yeah. will release it on YouTube. Uh, it's just two grown men sitting in the car. Um, yeah. Very warm, very sweaty. It's really warm. It's one, really warm. One looks like a rock star, and the other one looks like he's just won CrossFit Games. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's with? Oh, yeah. Well, you've got some cycling shorts on. I've got cycling shorts on. Well, I was going to do... Um, Leg day today, and as my friend George always says, what is isn't everyday leg day because you walk everywhere. I was going to do leg day today, but 
I basically met my friend Jane for coffee and ended up having two coffees and was there a long mm, time. And third now. I don't like to. I don't like to rush leg day. I don't like to rush it. Third coffee now. I know what you like. You're going to explode. Fourth. Yeah. Fourth. No, I've done. I've done that. I've. I've done. I've, <laughs> You've uh, done a poo. Is that what you're about Tom, to say? Tom. Yes. That is what I was about to say. I could see you stumbling a little bit on it. Um, I, I, t- I was thinking on the way up here. I was thinking we used to get into your car here and get our phones out and say what you've been up to, and then just go through the last week of like this event, that event, this Q and A in the valleys, this charity lunch in London. No point in getting it out. No, no. No point, fella. I mean, I've had plenty of Zoom calls over this last week. Um, couldn't tell you what about, mate. Um, no, no. We had one on the Lions last night, the trip that we're, we're putting on. Um, actually, I had a guy today uh, contact me, Jeremy Anderson. One of, Anders. One of, one, of my, one of my mates. And uh, he's saying that he's booked two places, basically, on the Lions. And yep. He was meant to get married this year, but it's been put off to next year, and the dates coincide with the Lions. So he's been asking me if I know anyone that will take his place. Um, no, but and we, the wedding no. is on the um, the wedding's on the second of August. She's five foot eight. Um, it's in Pontypridd Church. So if anyone wants to take his place, um, back <laughs> on. Her name is her name is Claire. Can't miss her. She's wearing the big white dress. Arriving in a Daimler. Uh, I don't have a mate called Jeremy Anderson, mate. I just, just oh, God, no, I read just, you. Uh, yeah, that call last Tyson, night. you in again. So what we had, uh, dear listeners slash viewers, is a Zoom call so that anyone who, a lot of some of the people who fancy coming along and want to know some more details, the Lions trip we're doing, um, they're, and basically Matt Powell, he runs it and he's done this, he did actually a brilliant presentation. I thought it was only going to be a chat. And uh, basically it's him giving out loads of information and... Uh, Shanks dicking about and making jokes about everything and me, and me wheezing in the background putting myself on mute because I'm taking the microphone off Powley just by wheezing I had, I had <laughs> death by Zoom yesterday so by the time I got to half past seven another Zoom call which I don't mind doing because it was very interesting actually and some some potential gangsters coming on the trip I would just I'd had enough mate you could probably tell yeah it was good you though. could probably tell hey um, Powley did a good job of that didn't he done a, he's done like mate. like Actual like PowerPoint type He's, thing. Yeah, Pally's, he loves it. Pally's so much better like uh, Zoom call than in person, mind. Yeah, that's true. Whereas we're the other way round. Yeah, like on Zoom. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, the shading's good on him. Um, from you know, the, yeah. from a distance as well. I mean, as soon as he put the light on, I was like, ooh, it's like the nightclub, like twelve o'clock. But my my walkabout when it closes. Yeah, oh. but Tommy, my girlfriend, like we we, I've told her a hundred times that we all call Powley Chin Chin Face, and he's always been the ugliest bloke we know. Freddy Krueger, Jimmy Hill, you know, Red Rum and all that. And she doesn't see it. She's like, oh, he is so gorgeous. He's so fit. What? And then her friend, her sister's like, oh my God, no, he's absolutely gorgeous. I'm like, what are you talking about? What's maybe, happening? Maybe she's the female version of Shallow Hal. Maybe she's Jack Black. Yeah. Or maybe he's just a zookeeper. Which makes Jack you. Black, which, which makes, makes you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is that. Hey, what hey, hey, what you been up to? Um, I mean, I'm only asking you, so you ask me. Yeah, God, mate. I don't know. Bits of work. Um, streaming a lot. And um, what do we had? We had uh, Wales Finance Awards hosted Studio G, where we did our podcast. Uh, that was good this week. Just not a lot, to be honest, mate. Uh, Bubs had a little um, get together in his back garden on Sunday, which was good. 
Um, yeah. But, mate, couldn't tell you, really. Bit of golf, dominating golf, as you were. Um, just on the golf subject, mate, Laurie Cantor finished second on the European Tour in Portugal. Laurie Cantor. Mm. What a putt. Mm. That's one of the best putts I've seen all year. Miss hit it. That's the only one I've seen. Text him, he said he miss hit it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was a hell of a nudge. I know. That. I know. If you haven't seen it on social media, look that up. That is amazing. And he's also he's thrown a kettle over a pub, mate. What have you ever done? <laughs> uh, but no, brilliant, brilliant for him. Finished second. Finished above Tommy Fleetwood, and there was a camera on Tommy Fleetwood as well. And he was like, "It's like he finished second." So, say we give him a mention. Um, looking for some new sponsors. Looking for anyone really. Yeah, I mean, he's. he's I knew Caniston were keen to sponsor him, but he said that's a bit too close to home. So yeah, it's also it's like oh, there's the lad. Oh, hang on, the motorbikers are coming. There's about twenty motorbikes in here now. I was going to come on my motorbike today, Tommy, but which one? One of them. And I was gonna, I was gonna, but actually, do you know what? It was the whole rigmarole of putting on jeans, boots, big socks, like a leather, massive leather jacket with armor in it and a helmet. It's like it is so hot outside. I'll be dripping with sweat before I get on the bike. But I imagine it's like Caravan Club, isn't it? It's like a sense of freedom you don't get with other vehicles. That's it. Yeah. You'd love it. It's I great. don't, mate. I don't. I'd love it if we were going men only, like along Sexist. the West Coast. Sexist. Nah, just, uh, bring your women. They can sit in the sidecar. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, one day, I was going to do it for my 40th, but didn't. 50th. But that means all the lads have got to get motorbike licenses then. But mm. motorbiking is so easy in America because the roads are so big up over there, most, not all of them, and everyone goes so slowly. So yep. basically, if you fall off, you're a, it's your own fault a lot of the time. Whereas here, people just ride like absolute knobs. I get people ride their motorbikes in scary ways over here, Tommy. Generally question, I'm just watching someone on, on their bike yeah. um, get off it. Now, he's got full kit on, full kit yeah. wanker, which I suppose is probably quite important. Um, it is, yeah. Is it hot? Riding a bike with all that kit on? No, it's not hot at all. Okay. It's If you're really hot in your car and you're doing 60, 70, 80, put your head out the window, it's almost like that. So it's But it's as soon as you... Well, it doesn't stop my bum from being sweaty. No, but you're out in the open, fella. But you're, it's not hot. It's when okay. you when you are stationary. So if you're on a big bike and you're in traffic, even sitting at the lights, it's like, whew, there's a lot of heat coming off that engine. And it's now you stop and get off. I, as soon as I get off my bike, as soon as I pull up somewhere in the sun... In the heat, I'm like, right, get off the bike, get the jacket, gloves and helmet off quick or I'll be boiling yeah. in one minute. But as you're riding along, not at all. You could ride along in like really on a really hot day in full kit and you'd be fine. Because you you, you're, you're, it's like you're standing on top of your car, isn't it, really? I saw Dave Ewers sat on a bike. Um, That's the one I had for a bit, that um, Triumph. I've not met bucket. Dave Ewers, um, but he strikes me as being a massive bloke. And yeah. he didn't dwarf that bike. Actually, it looked all in proportion. So that bike... Must be huge. It's the biggest. It's the biggest bike there is. I mean, no, the Honda Goldwing is a bigger actual piece of equipment, but in terms of the engine and the sort of width of the thing, there is that's mm. the biggest engine in any production bike. It's a hell of a bike, and he's a big fella. He's. I like to. Tell, I like to say this a lot. Dave Yu is 130 kilos with a six pack. What is going on? What's yeah, going on, I fella? Mean, look, one day I think I would like to join you on the bike. You know, just come on the back, cruising around. Yeah, I'm just waiting to have a midlife crisis. Then I'm in. All right. Yeah. So. If you're going to do it, you can make that happen for me. You need, yeah, you need, um, you need to start buying really tight clothes, get a motorbike, and get a convertible sports car. Yeah, you're done, aren't you? Then. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like it. 
Um, so you've, you've not had the busiest week. I've uh, watched, uh, well, I'll tell you what I have watched. I've watched a series on Sky called Watchmen. Um, yeah. It's quite weird. It's yeah. very strange. Um, I, couldn't, I couldn't actually explain it um, that well. It's a bit sci-fi. Um, very good, though. Some sci-fi. great actors in it. Um, I'll try and explain it now. It's um, it's there is a white supremacist group, and um, they're basically trying to kill all black people um, in the group. And the police wear masks so yep. that they can't be identified. Um, but it's got a bit of a there's sort of lots of vigilantes in it as well. It's very strange. Uh, but quite addictive to watch. And you see a little bit yeah. of a backstory about how it, oh, they became white supremacists. And there's a guy called Dr. Manhattan who can create um, human life. It's very strange, mate. Um, mm. but Should I watch it or not? Just think Just think before you answer because I don't want to waste I've my time. I've not done fella. it very... I've not done it justice explaining it. No, you um, haven't. It's no. okay, but it's if you watch it, mate, you'd struggle to actually... Um, describe it. Um, I'm sure quite a few people have watched it. Um, it, is, right. it is quite good. All right. Well, I'm listening to the Paradise podcast that you recommended on BBC Sounds. Yep. Very, very good. Very good so far. Wind of Change. Loved it. Finished it. As loved you know, it. I'm listening to that because you jumped in the car. Very good. It's talking well, about the CIA. Yeah, as soon as an engine turns on, it's always CIA or FBI in Shanks' car. Mm. They walk among us. So that was good. I enjoyed that. Mm. Um, great song. On to Paradise Now. Yeah, great song. I played mm. it for everyone in Cornwall last week and no one had, heard, no one had ever heard it. Like, well, that song. Doing? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I'm not seeing them again. Well, because it's West German, probably, you know, they yeah. only listen to British yeah. music. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I've been flat out working An this opera. week. Flat out working this week, boy. Absolutely flat out. Mm. Um, I say flat out, not doing a lot. It's, uh, what's, the killer is, well, COVID, but the other killer is going back to that list regression back to groups of six. It's like, I understand it, not arguing it, but in selfish terms, that just puts it back. It just knocks again, knocks back again the idea of mass gatherings and public events. And yep. people can say all they want, that the world has changed forever and nobody wants mass gatherings anymore. Not true. You might not. Lots of people do. And lots of event companies are employing lots and lots of people have not been able to put any events on and they're desperate to earn money. Charities aren't earning money. Rock concerts are still going to go ahead. Glastonbury's not dead forever. I wouldn't have thought, you know, these things will come back. It's just how long it takes. But yeah. for us, that's, that is a large part of our living. So it, it's like, nah, well, well, that's the problem, isn't know. it? Suppressing the virus by not living. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's kind of, you know, it, it is a selfish point of view but yeah. it's, it's not it's just our point of view um it's not selfish it's just how it affects us and it affects everyone differently and i'd rather i'd rather be i'd rather be sort of twiddling my thumbs waiting for events to restart than have family members dying so i'm yeah no perspective. look i i do agree let's not turn this political but um what what does scare me a little bit is that when they say like well three weeks it will continue for but lockdown was only meant to be for three weeks you know that went on for ages mm. um so yeah, who knows? But you're I in think, my bubble, mate. Well done. I think if you're in a, well if, done. We're not getting political. If you're a politician now, whatever you think of, you them, are. It's like if you say you haven't got a clue, you are basically you're hammered for being clueless. And if you then take affirmative action, and you get it wrong, you are then called clueless. You 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 almost can't win. Probably is is the truth of it. I do think things have been handled badly, but but you probably can't win. But what it means is that. 
you and I are not going to be that busy in 2020, basically. Uh, and just hope that 2021 sees the virus having much less of an impact and then a few more events going on because, yeah, it's work. It's also quite good fun and it's mm. something to do. Yeah, I mean... It's getting a bit old now, isn't it? Not doing that much. Yeah, but I suppose you're allowed a political opinion because you look a little bit like Bono. Shades yeah, on. exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, it's all world peace, and you look a bit it? like William Hague, so it evens out, doesn't it? I went to... <laughs> Gorbachev, I went to a, a U2 concert uh, in uh, Millennium Stadium and he comes out, opening song, U2 come, announced onto the, the big screen, here they come, and he comes out, he just starts clapping like this, walking from the back to the front, right, and he goes, um, for every clap, a child dies in the world, and someone from the from the crowd, shout out, well, stop clapping then. <laughs> it was just, <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, that's true. It was, it was like, yeah, yeah it yeah. was like trying to do this political yeah. sort of movement speech talking about children dying. I mean, it's not, it's not a laughing matter, but I just thought it was a witty comeback. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. That's a good comeback. Yeah. It's very good. Um, I'll tell you what I have been doing, Tommy, which has been yeah. nice. Is watch, watching a lot of rugby. Okay. Um, watched 77 games last week. Um, wow. Things get, the best game by a mile was North v South um, that I've caught up on this week in New Zealand. I yep. mean, I mean, holy moly. Yeah. Will Jordan, Jokesville. Yeah. Um, isn't he great? Caleb Clark. Caleb Clark. Oh, my another, God, Caleb Clark. Another amazing player. Caleb Clark is almost as good as Jake Pelledry. Um, he's so 2-2, two, two, number eight. Yeah. Just look, they just look great. So that that's exciting. But the... The premiership has been so odd because you've got teams, teams have to rest players and also people get injured and they've got to target certain games. So everyone's in very similar boats, but you are seeing now, you know, Bristol send a second team up yep. to Wasps and get hammered. They're now, they've gone from second to fifth. They've got Dragons on Friday night in mm. the Challenge Cup, which is great and they'd like to win it, but it's like, what would they rather win? Um, that or the Prem and could they have done with actually going up and beating Wasps don't know um, it's it's getting really interesting what isn't interesting is first place because that is just absolutely nailed on um, but here's here's a here's a conversation for you Tommy okay um, the you go up to I went up to Saracens on Sunday for Sarri's Exeter and there are some top players playing so Joel Kapoko is young but he's very very good and he, he could he could play in every First team in the country. He's that good already. Um, Phil Dolman's playing fullback, you know, for Chiefs. There are some really good players on show, the who we know, and there's lots of very good young players. But it is, give or take a few names, it is effectively an academy match. Of course it is. There was loads of premiership debut uh, debutants yeah. on the beach. Couldn't get my words out then. Um, so, yeah, I, I like these games, mate, in the, in the week, because we talked about that, because it's good to have another rugby offering in the week, not just on mm. a... Friday, Saturday or Sunday breaks a week up, um, but they're not competitive, a lot of them, because teams are having to play three week, uh, three games in a week, they're having to target, they're having to rest. It's good to to bring players through. Yeah. You know, it's really good in that aspect to show them what it's like to play um, Premiership Rugby. Um, it's a strange season anyway, so I think we just got to go with it, blood new yep. youngsters. Um, but, you know, certainly top four, top eight teams are looking at you know make sure they qualify for the the champions cup next year and, and also the playoffs so you know bristol bringing a second team down to wasps you know it, there's theory and method behind that 
Um, they're just not targeting that game as a five-pointer. Mm. Um, so I really enjoyed it, but it isn't that competitive at the moment. But we know that because we know they're having to cram games in. We know players can't play them all. So um, yeah. I am enjoying it. It's going to be the next two rounds are interesting to see just to see who makes the top four because everyone who wants to be in the top four wants to be anywhere but number four because then they go to Chiefs and there's a very good chance they don't win that because Chiefs are so good. Mm. Um, Wasps look great at the moment. Again, they, they battered Bristol, sort of largely what you'd call a, well, a very inexperienced team from Bristol. They bashed them, um, which is something and nothing really, but they've got a lot of guys in really, really good form. Mm. Um, so I think they, they're, they're in really good nick. But for me, Bath are the team who are really coming forward at the moment they know exactly what they're doing save it save it all right save it all, all right. right we need to have a commercial break because we don't do this for free guys god oh. christ no jesus we'll be doing this for nothing wow we retire off this now yeah. um so we'll have a little break um do you want to count it in yeah go ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Now, before you get on to um, your beloved premiership, there was a little matter of Pro 14 final. Yeah. Leinster now. v Ulster. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Now what? Now what? Now, Johnny Sexton didn't play for nope. Leinster, um, which I think is a bit of a kick in the teeth for the Pro 14. Well, it proves they don't need him. But still, you know, it's they're obviously targeting the main game the following weekend. Can't which risk is, him. Ross Burns is good. But yeah, he is good. But you still, it's a Premier, it's a Pro 14 final. You still want your best players playing. Um, but as it happened, they didn't need him anyway. No. Uh, but yeah, Ross Burns was good but I mean we all thought Leinster were going to win um, because of how good they are because of previous um, because of the quality the depth they've got is incredible 
you know, the Leinster Academy, the school system is phenomenal and, and they distribute a lot of players to the other provinces in mm. Ireland. Um, but you saw, you sort of hope the underdogs Ulster have got a chance and I don't know if you saw it, mate. It was an amazing try by James Hume. Um, it's a brilliant try. <laughs> yeah. Early doors. Like, he just, great pace, was has just burst on, really, onto the scene at 13. Um, plenty of place, pace for a 13 as well. You know, James Lowe misses him, um, who, was a, who was a great player as well. God, he was good. He was, yeah. yeah. But ultimate start for yep. uh, Ulster. And, um, and that was it. That was it. Um, the rest was just Leinster, just just class. I mean, Robbie Henshaw's intercept sort of killed the game off, but they just make great decisions. James um, Jameson Gibson Park throwing that long ball to James Lowe, but just before it's like it's like two meters out, he throws a real long pass, sort of ten, yeah. 10 meters, twelve meters to the left. Um, but just before he throws that ball, Ross Byrne comes round the corner and just attracts a couple of defenders. And that, I think that leaves uh, Robert Little just in a, a bit of no man's land. It just goes straight. It's a risky pass because it can get picked off. Mm. But so flat where so it powerful. works. Yeah. And, and James Lowe just goes in. But You, you, know, you almost intercept that or get hammered yeah. by it, don't you? I mean, like, yeah. Jack Conan, Josh van der Flyer. It's quality. Gary Ringlow's captain mm. at 13. Um, you know, that's... Uh, Keelan Doris, they, they're a quality team. They're going to be, you keep thinking, you know, how long can Leinster keep going up being at the top? It's like Man U back in the day. Yeah. You know, they're just completely dominating. They're dominating the Pro 14 and they're also I mean, it will always end. there, thereabouts. It will what end. do you think? Yeah, when will it end? But I can't see it ending in the short term. No, I can't either. But it, they, it always ends. But yeah, I guess it's, it's difficult to see them. It's also difficult to see them not beating Saracens. Mm. Um, especially without Owen Farrell, difficult to see that. Yeah, um, yeah. They just a wonderful team. They look really, really well coached, really well prepared, and everything is done at like breakneck speed. And they're the team. One compliment you could pay them is that Leinster are the team that look most like that sort of that, that most like um, they could fit into that North v South game in New Zealand. <laughs> they look yeah. like they, they look like they could play in that game and compete. We talked about it last week about teams that no matter who you put in, just play the same yeah. you know like your Exeters your Saracens that's coaching nothing that's deviates coaching, yeah it? it is coaching um, and Leinster are one of those teams mate they've, yeah. just, they've got an identity they've got a, a style of play that suits that works it's but they innovate as well yeah they are mm. they're a very clever team so they make clever signings they don't just sign for the sake of it no Brad Thorne big signing Rocky Elson back in the day big signing um, you know they're very very clever very good setup. up Le- Leo Cullen is just the boss isn't he yeah he is um, I think if I grew my hair I'd look a little bit like him mm. maybe um, we'll yeah. start with yesterday's game fresh in the memory Gloucester Harlequins yeah now there's an incredible stat I don't know if it was relevant at the end of the game but sort of three quarters of the way through the game it was something like Gloucester had been in Harlequins 22, 40 something times. It was 42 phases that had. And Harlequins had been in Gloucester's 22 once. Yep. It was just absolutely incredible. And I know a few people on um, social media picked up the fact that Danny Cipriani was having a laugh and a joke with Mike Brown after the game. I mean, I know you hated that. I know you think you should walk off the pitch. You shouldn't talk to anyone. Um, (laughs) You know, you're you're always that mentality. Win at all costs. And uh, don't... doesn't really matter if you don't really have any friends. I know that. Yeah. But, but I remember like... You're the, other way, you're the other way around, weren't you? 
I remember. I remember. Rather be popular. Yeah, exactly. You'd rather not win. And crap at rugby. But you have, yeah, exactly. You rather you'd have like. I remember playing against. I would. I would rather be that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we were playing against Leicester once in a like a European quarter final, and we, I forget what the game was. We played Leicester five times in one season, and we played them in one. I forget. I forget what it was. Like one's a Premiership semi final, and one is a, a European quarter final or something. And I think we lose, we win the uh, European quarterfinal. I could be getting this wrong. I just can't remember. Just but make it up, mate. We we played them five times, and we two of the big games. We won one, we lost one, the knockout games. And I remember after one of the knockout games, we're like going hammer and tongs, absolutely hammer and tongs, and we lost. And right at the end of the game, everyone is hanging, and it's like <gasps> so we're hanging out our asses. The whistle goes. Hands on your knees, we're gutted, they celebrate. And fast forward 15 seconds, Julian White walks over to me and Danny Grucott and, and Jules is like, all right, boys. And Dan was like, all right, hey up, Jules, how's it going? I said, all right, mate, how you doing? Yeah, good, knackered now, yeah, a bit of, yeah, yeah. Uh, nice one, you fancy a drink afterwards? Uh, and Julian was like, probably not, probably going to go home. Don't like socialising. All right, cool. And then fast forward a month, we play him again. And we win, and we're like, yeah, come on, let's have it. Awesome, what a game, what a game. Bath was going nuts, and Jules walks over, and he's like, hello, mate. I said, all right, mate, how you doing? Yeah, good. Anyway, then you go went to England camp at the end of that season, and uh, Stuart Lancaster, no, Stuart, what was it, England Saxons or something, or whatever it was, and Stuart Lancaster pulls me aside, and he was the coach then, and he didn't say, I won't say who it was because it's not fair, but he said, oh, just, you know, a quick thing about the, the quarterfinal thought you played really well, and we're really happy with that, and much better than the semi-final where you've got your head shoved up your ass and it's fine. But, you know, so a couple of people noticed you were laughing and joking around on the final whistle. I was like, mate, what, did anyone mind Julian White smiling like three weeks before when he lost? Like, it's this weird thing where it's like, we've absolutely gone at it. You said I played well. There is Once the whistle goes, there is nothing I can do. Nothing. It's a problem, mate. It's a problem. You've always been like a Jack the Lad. You've always been like no, Comedy Dave. And, no. uh, and people can't take you seriously. So... <laughs> I remember bit live by the sword, die by the sword. Playing, um, playing uh, England under twenty ones years ago in Argentina, the twenty ones World Cup. I was playing with Andy Hazel, who played for Gloucester, and we played South Africa, and we got pumped like thirty nine five or something. Like John Smith was tight head, and yeah. we we got pumped. They had all the boys playing, and we they were much better than us. And I was just devastated after the game, like gutted, and we're sitting around having a stretch because we had another game four days later or something, you know. And the boys are dicking around. I'm like, boys, we've just been, we've just been dick. What are you mucking around for? Like, what? And Hazy just said, "What are we supposed to do, flat sulk? That ain't going to get us the win, mate. We've got to play again in a few days. We know, we know, we got beaten up, but where's sulking going to get us for the next hour? What's the point?" And I remember thinking, "Well, yeah, just because I'm sulking doesn't mean you have to." And it's one of these things. Just if you just judge someone on how they actually play, and like it's just, you're, and you're, the not being taken seriously thing is a real thing. Like I remember um, oh, another one is it. Yeah, might as well. Three stories on the bounce. Yeah, might as well. All right. But we had... Um, go out and see these guys out there. <laughs> go on. Do you want to get coffee? But then I remember like being uh, hearing, oh, we're either going to take you on the England tour or not, or you might be going, you might not. And one of the co- I said to one of the coaches, like, why would I like, why, why would I not? Just is there someone else they're going to pick? And it was like, well, no, because you're starting to do a bit of TV stuff. They think you're not really concentrating on your rugby. Yeah. So I remember ringing the, co- the head Can't coach at the time, which was Jono. And speaking to John Owen, I said, all right, mate, how you doing? Because he was head coach. And he was like, oh, I'm just actually getting dressed in my office. He caught me with my trousers down and it was a bit of a crack. And I said, what's the crack with that? He goes, yeah, you know, maybe I'm a bit old school, but I don't, 
I see someone doing TV and I think you're taking your eye off the ball. I was like, but you're also saying I'm playing well enough that you're going to take me on England tour. Yeah, yeah, you're playing well and you're scrummaging well and all that stuff. I'm like, I was like, Jono, this is a job for after rugby, mate. You're okay because you're a legend. I'm not a legend. So it's like, well, and he kind of understood it. I said, I'm not doing it to show off or to be cool. I'm doing it, or some some flash Harry. I'm doing it because it's a job, mate. And he kind of understood it. But people make these assumptions, and I think you do have to challenge them sometimes. Yeah. Well, um, my phone's just shut down. It says temperature's too hot. <laughs> Should have turned the aircon up, boy. Should have turned the aircon up. Um, boy, if you do, if you put it up to the, if you put it up there, it will put. No, if you put the aircon going up to your. Yeah, that's a good point. It's just. How'd you do that, fella? Easy, fella. Easy. Um, but um, yeah, I mean we've we've laughed and joked after losses, mostly to New Zealand because you're not expected to win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're never going to win anyway. We lost to him by a point, and that was like a win for us, letting the rear entrance of walkabout uh, got a standing ovation by everyone. Um, <laughs> I remember losing to him like forty-one-three, um, and we gave Stephen Jones three cheers in the change room for a kick. For a penalty kick for the three <laughs> points, but it was right on the touchline. To oh, hell of a kick! It yeah, was right yeah, on yeah. the touchline. Did you do it because you were? It was early, and you're building a score, just so you didn't get nilled towards the end. Yeah, and then you and then you just try and swap kit as best you can. You go in there, change. Oh, do you mind swapping? Because um, obviously it's a nice kit to get, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You can sell it then and make a bit of money. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, Danny Cipriani, not his best game. Probably the worst game I've actually seen him play, um, and. You know, it, three or four mistakes, that was it really. But key mistakes, key interventions. I mean, that kick was nearly perfect. He tries to spiral it over one of the Harlequins players, goes straight to his chest. I've seen actually Kerry Sweeney do that. He tried to do a miss, uh, a wiper from right to left against Argentina. Yeah. Went straight into the centre's hands and they scored. Um, but then, you know, he, we did call him clubfoot because um, <laughs> he couldn't kick very well. He could kick, but it just took like five seconds from catching it to kicking it. <laughs> Did he get charged down a lot? Uh, yeah, he got charged down a fair bit. Stood um, real deep. Yeah, thick skin like Batfink, we called him. Because he just put his wings of steel around him. <laughs> just everything would be deflected. Um, but, you know, that, that certainly didn't help. But, I mean, that's that's a one-off. Then the forward pass as well to Johnny May. Um, never seen him really do that. Because he, he did have plenty of time. It wasn't like a flick on, was it? It wasn't like... He had no time at all. He did have a bit of time, but just throws a grenade, really, mm. over there. And and then the intercept, really, when I think it looks like there's a lack of communication or whether he didn't hear it or not, because it looked like to me that three Gloucester players were looking for the kick through. No sweeper. Um, sweeper being tied up. Loads of space there. And that ball has to go a lot higher if it wants to go over the top or... The Gloucester players have to be a lot deeper. Mm, but Picked off well by Marchand, but what pace by... Reece Samet. Oh, my God. Mate. Marchand's not slow. No. How quick is Reece Samet? Oh, my days. He's so good to watch. Yeah, he is He's good. so good watching someone that quick. I mean, that's basic stuff. That's like who can kick the ball the furthest, but... I don't think he's, he's a 15 so mind. Good. Um, Just winger, you think? Yeah, I think so at the moment. I think it takes a bit of time, really, I think, to understand the role at 15. Um, you know, it's a, it's a lot easier to play wing and I, I don't mean I mean that with no disrespect because it is well, you position, played, you played positionally you? wise for a 15 is, is a lot more complicated than it is yeah. for a winger I mean a yeah. winger you know we see a lot of converts from rugby league come over to the wing um, because it's an easier position 
you're less involved really in instances. You, you, your job really is, is yeah, a little bit of covering, is to be able to take high balls, um, but is also to, to score tries, to finish off tries and to be pacey. It's like playing six or eight, isn't it? It's not complicated. Yeah. It's banging and clanging. A little it, really. bit like that. So, yeah. But I can see the reasons why as well, because he is so fast, but he got shut down every opportunity, really. Um, um, he, uh, but I think you're right. I think Danny Cipriani had, it's, the, it's, it's you know, the worst game I've seen him play. But you think, well, actually, everyone has a shocker every now and again, and that's just fine. But then um, it raised the question from one commentator on Twitter, is Danny Cipriani the solution or the question or the problem or forget yeah the problem or the solution I think he said um, I'm paraphrasing I think but it, it is an interesting one because I think for me Danny Cipriani is the answer to a team playing well because he's a fabulous player but it's a bit like when you know Sue that works in accounts who's always been there decides she's going to take early retirement oh, and leaves on a Tuesday and no one else can work the computers it's oh. a bit like that it's like you there is no one else that fills the gap when he's not there or when he's not on form. So if, if he's on great form, then Gloucester are flying. And if he's poor, Gloucester are, they aren't, they aren't knackered, but they're not far off. And that's not healthy, is it? Have you heard many or seen many articles or read many articles about Danny Cipriani being the cause of Gloucester's poor performance over the last two or three years? Um, what I think... Uh, well, no, I've I, not seen too much negative press about. Him. No, yeah, I, no, like, I think what I have what I have noticed is that they're not as good without him. Yeah, and when they are at their best, it isn't solely down to him, but he is at the very centre of it. Which, and that translates to when he has an off day, and there aren't many. He makes mistakes because he tries crazy stuff, but risky stuff. But there aren't many off days. When he has an off day, they're going to really struggle to win. But I think that could be said of any ten in the Premiership. And I also read something um, about. You know, everything goes through him, which it does. He creates most of their tries, but I don't think everything does go through him. There's a lot that goes through um, Atkinson. 12 trees and Atkinson yep. at 12 because yeah. they use that move. Yeah, sometimes Cipriani comes around the back uh, and then, you know, he, he is a, the decision maker then. But a lot comes through 12s nowadays um, and that's whether you pop it short, put it back behind. So to say everything does come through him, doesn't always but he's just at the centre of anything great really yeah I think Joe Simpson remains a threat because of his pace and when Willie Hines is back I think he's tactically astute enough when he's when he's fully on it to take the pressure off Cipriani a bit um, so I, I think you, what you've got there is you, you fly off having a bad game and I think if Marcus Smith had a really bad game for Quinns they'd be very unlikely to win and I think that's just it just doesn't happen that often frankly. talk to me about Pledri oh, is he a Lions captain yeah. What did you forget that he's Italian? Yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> um, semantics. He is. No. He is. Okay, so this. Tell you what doesn't happen often, right? It's easy for, you know, a Premiership player to say, who plays for a different club, to say, can't wait. You know, Randrandra is awesome. That's easy. Yeah. Jake Pelletri plays for Italy. He's not a world superstar. He's generally in the team at Gloucester, but not always. He's generally in it. Um, and I. You know, I said something on Twitter and I said, look, don't want to overuse the word awesome. And Ugo Monia said, yep, no, he's awesome. And then Danny Kerr said, I'll second that. He is awesome. Someone who played against him last night is live tweeting saying, this guy is awesome that he's playing against. He, he is Danny so Kerr's got to say that because he ran over the top of him. 
Oh, there you go. But he ran over the top of everyone. He is so quick off. He's so fast mm. off the mark. There was one break he made on the in the right in, on the right of the field, down the right where he rips through the middle, and it's like they don't bother to close the hole. They don't think because there's no way he's going to make it through. Except he's so quick that he does. It's just the strength I, of the bloke. I don't remember seeing him sort of lose a physical battle, whether it's carrying or or tackling. He he just everything is on his terms. You know he he gets over the gain line. He rocks people in the tackle. He's. Do you think he should have just dug in, hung on a little bit longer to see if Eddie Jones wanted him, or do you no. think he's a bit too rash? Do you know what? I don't. I don't think Eddie Jones would have picked him. Um, um, I think he. If it was a straight call between him and Simmons at the moment, slightly <sighs> different positions. I know because well, they're very similar players, really. Yeah. Um, that's uh, yeah, that's I, hard. I, I know you like to sit on the fence, so I won't. Hold no, you what I that. think, what I think, more likely to play for England would be Pelledri because I think that Eddie Jones picked Sam Simmons, watched, felt, watched him play, and thought that he got wasn't physical enough at the top level. I think, I think that's what happened. And okay. um, but Alex Dombrand is a big man and a special player, and he got sat down a couple of times last night by Jake Pelledri, and there's mm. no shame in that. But just to get a sense of scale, you know, a sense of perspective, it's like. This guy is seriously hard work. Like, oh, he's and he's. There's an assumption because he's so powerful that he's massive. He's not massive, of course. He's a big man, mm. you know. But it, you know, if he's working at a local petrol station, he'd look like a big unit. But he's not huge in Premiership rugby back row terms. Just isn't. He is just so strong. It's unbelievable. He's just explosive. That when he got that man and ball yesterday, and he dealt with three defenders stationary. Bang, bang. He banged two to the floor, threw one a floor and got the offload away. So like, what are you worried about? Um, Esther Hazen comes on. Big old horse. Mate, he's massive. I couldn't tell if he was back row or centre. Don't, don't know if he's good yet, though. Being yeah. under, I'm not being impolite. I haven't seen much no, of him. No, I think he. I think he's a good carrier, but there's more to your game than just being able to carry. Um, hitting angles, it's pace, it's agility, it's changing point of, of contact, offloading. Yeah, but... He looks the part. Anyway. It'd, be, it'd be interesting to see if he's if they've got themselves another yeah. Paul CK, wouldn't it? Yeah, you hope it's not false awesome. advertising. Because I've yeah. got a couple of mates like that who look all right in a shirt, but take it off. Bag of sick. Yeah. Um, good nick, Saracen's Exeter, try fest, 40 points to 17. Do you know what I was thinking? What? Here's one for you. Watching the game, thinking Phil Dolman, here he is. Right, He's had a brilliant career with Chiefs. He's been class for years. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks ago, he's picked a 13 against the world's best player, carves him to bits at Ashton Gate. He was awesome. Carved him up, mate. I, I, he mate, had a good game. Two or three I, clean breaks, mate. I would, yeah, but I wouldn't say he's carved him to bits. He I did him, he, doing an injustice. He did him on a one-on-one, carved him up. He stepped inside him, yeah. Yeah, beauty, yeah. right? So okay. anyway, that so he's, he's on a high. He's getting loads of praise. And then I'm thinking, this is going to sound tough on the other lads that were playing, but I'm just being frank. He's playing in an academy game and getting smacked by Saracen's academy. Not all academy, but like a really young team, and he's got to play the whole game at fullback, and he's that could well be the last game he plays. I mean, he might not play again, or he might play once more for Chiefs or something. But if he's going to stop playing at the end of this season, that might not be it because he's second choice between Hogmeister General behind Hogmeister General. Yeah, and it's like that could be it. That could actually be it, and it's like it's a pretty inauspicious way to go out, isn't it? It's like Francois Pienaar going out on a yellow card at Bedford for kneeing uh, Florent Rosignol in the back. <laughs> <laughs> As he walked off, he said, guys, you kill him. You kill him. <laughs> Over and out. Oh, no, it wasn't that. He tipped someone in the line out, I think. Deliberately. Um, <laughs> do you see um, Do you see Dolman's little take from the air? Yep. 
floated pass over the top. It didn't look like it was meant for him, but it grabs it and then little offload. Just silky. He's just yeah, silky. He's a beaut, you know, he's been around for a long time. Loads of experience. He's a beaut. And he is a, he is a class player. He's a, he's a lovely operator. Just, unfortunately, another one of those players that, you know, was a long list behind, you know, likes of Lee Halfpenny, Liam Williams, yep. Lee Byrne. Yep. Um, he, he wouldn't if he wouldn't surprise you if you turned on the TV, didn't know who he was, and someone said he's got 40 caps of yeah. Wales. Wouldn't be it's surprised a little bit you. of luck, isn't it? It's being born into, you know, you look at yourself, you know, if Jason Leonard... And um, uh, Trevor Woodman, Trevor Woodman Andy Sheridan, Andy Sheridan, yeah. yeah. Tim Payne. I mean, if, if no other loose heads were around, I'd have had so many. You'd have caps. been fine, mate. You'd have been fine. So, yeah. um, then good win for Worcester. Uh, much needed win, I yeah. should say. I mean, pretty uneventful game that. But Ollie Lawrence looked good at thirteen. Yeah. Really, Ooh, really yeah. good at thirteen. He's a powerful um, boy, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Um, not seeing too much of him, but he just looks quality. Ashley Beck at twelve as well. Mm. You wouldn't have seen too much of him. Really good player uh, from the Ospreys. A lot of injuries, but he's got a lot. Of, he's got a big skill set. Yeah, you know, he's one of these players that looks like he, they're not really running and not really trying, but just really silky. Bit like me. Yeah, mm. exactly that. Yeah. Exactly that. Um, what else did you watch? I mean, you, I, I watched Leicester against Saints. I guess you watched them all, mate. Yeah, I watched them all. Um, Should do. Leicester against Saints. Um, Ben Young's 250, well done. Didn't have his best game, actually. He scored a try early on, but didn't have his best game, Young Z. But got subbed fairly early, didn't he? Yeah, he wasn't on top form, but it can't be every week. Good yeah. on him, 250. So he's going to get his 100th cap soon as well. Paul Hill, good pace. Yeah, what a pro. What, what Goes a try. on Ben Young's, actually, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, did a job on him. Yeah. Mind you, you know, he did. He stepped the England scrum off, but at the same time, he kind of boshed him off with a handoff. And that's a pretty tough tackle for Ben Youngs to make because that's a big yeah. man travelling quick, isn't it? It is. It is. And you saw that um, at Bath, or Sale Bath, should I say. Um, Dupria, you know, Phil the, not Phil de Glanville. Uh, Tom de Glanville. Tom de Glanville, you know, doesn't really get anywhere near him. No. It's a tough tackle to make. But yeah, it is. I mean, Jean-Luc Dupria had the inside ball option. No, thank you. Taking this twenty-five stone over the line on my own. He's the John Luke Dupree is the best of the three for my money, boy. For my ten quid. Yeah. What um, a player. What a player. We said this every week. Sale look far better with McGinty. Yeah, they do. Um, Van Rensburg. Do you see the power? Mate. Drive. I was worried. Well, I wasn't worried. You just look at me, think right. You're big. You're a unit. You're certainly going to be powerful. But have you got the acceleration? Have you got the pace? Oh my days. Uh, Check. I reckon he's quicker off the mark than like Bundyaki. Yeah. He's exposed. I reckon, here's a theory for you, and you might tell me it's rubbish. At, in the Premiership, uh, Rohan Jans van Rensburg is better than Manu Tuolangi. Mm. More useful week on week. Maybe. 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 They're very similar, but maybe he has a few more involvements, really. Mm. Um, Just looks like a handful. Right, so, here's my question. Why are how have Bath turned a corner? Why are they now so good? Because you look yeah. at them over the last couple of seasons and they've not really had a power game. Um, no. You know, they've, they've not really been taking teams apart, not really been dominating physically. Um, struggling a little bit, really, to score tries. But something's changed. And I said this for a while, that they need a quality number nine. Someone that's going to drive them around the park someone with experience they've got him in Ben Spencer has he signed just for one year on loan is he going back to Saracens or nope. is it long term long term okay so the reasons are I think Ben Spencer class operator Neil Hatley um, and in brackets Will Stewart 
I think they are big reasons. So bloody good rep, bloody good rep. Will Stewart is excellent, and he makes Benno Abano better because he gives him more of a base to work from. Yeah. Um, so Benno is just class at the moment. He's tearing it up. Um, Tom Dunn wax people. That's great. Will Stewart is a massive bloke and he's a rock on the tight end. He's doing a lot of damage. So when Bath are in key positions under pressure, be that in opposition third or their own third, yeah. they have become a penalty release machine, which is great. They drive teams into the ground, cause problems, penalty, relief pressure. It's either points or it's territory and it's, you know, they're out, they're out, they're out the danger zone. But I think it's no coincidence that Neil Hatley couple of things Neil Hatley has gone back and the forward pack just look brutally effective now yeah. I think he's just an excellent coach and I think when he was there you look at how well the pack started doing and then he left and the pack were nowhere near as effective for a while and he's come back and they're really effective again I think that is not a coincidence I've really noticed that um, the other thing it's either a Neil Hatley thing or it's a Stuart Hooper thing or it's both or it's Gervin Dempsey I don't know or it's senior players don't know but what, what they haven't tried to do is come back after the longest break they've ever had and no pre-season games and try and play like Northampton have, yeah. which is beautiful and shred people, um, but it hasn't worked for them. What Bath have tried, what Bath said is, right, we have got a really big pack and our backup pack is also decent. We are going to dominate the line out. Charlie Yules has been great. Tom Dunn's throwing has been really good. McNally's a brilliant signing because he just bangs and clangs and doesn't get hurt and, hurt and knocks people around. Just grafters. We are going to drill people up front and when we win penalties we're going to have a 10 who boots the ball a mile and kicks loads of points and I think if things were flowing beautifully at Bath then you'd see Jonathan Joseph you know would have scored eight or ten tries this season you know he'd be scoring a hatful the guys would be scoring you'd, you'd see loads of Rocco loads of Anthony Watson the only time you really see those guys explode is um so like Rocco's step for Josh, before Josh Matavese's try last week. That's all from kick receipts. That's not generated by Bath. That's generated by individual talent and positioning. But I think what they're, they're not trying to do anything. They're not trying to reinvent the wheel and they're not trying to be Harlem Globetrotters. They're playing to their strengths and I think they look great. And the pack was so good at the weekend. I thought Reese Priestland looked great in the first half, steering them around, really comfortable. And, you know, Sale did come back into it and goofed up a few chances, left well, some out there, but Bath looked really dominant. One stage, they were 15-23. Uh, I still can't work out how uh, Ben Spencer stole that ball from, it might be Marlon Yard. Marlon Yard, yeah. Um, I don't know whether he's, whether he's, it's an intercept or whether he's just ripped the ball. It's incredible. Bit of individual skill there, but that's just killed the game from straight away. Um, but, but yeah, Bath have looked like a different team. Um just, it's uncomplicated though, isn't it? It's very uncomplicated. It's just big carries, mate. It's big carries. It's pressure. Yeah. It's it's not giving away stupid uh, penalties. It's it's about building pressure on teams um, and low error count because you see the teams that play well for sort of four or five phases, then something happens, then they lose momentum, then momentum's gone. You know, they're 30 yards back down the field, but it just doesn't seem to happen at the moment. Um Probably not the best I've seen from Sale. Um, I mean, we we talked about Jean-Luc Dupree's try. What a ball for McGinty to him, though. Yeah. It was just, it was a wonderful uh, piece of skill. And we talked about Van Rensburg. McGinty nearly scored one of the best tries of the season before McConaughey got him before the line, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we talked about the leg drive when Ram Van Rensburg. It's a mouthful, that is. Um, There's also great power by McConaughey as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, really it looks good. like he bounced off Manu, but actually it's Manu's teammate that almost bounced him off, but he still banged through him, didn't he? You've still got to run hard, mate. He's you, a big bloke. You've they're, still got to pump those they're, legs. They're, all, they're just such big yeah. blokes. That he, look, he looks like one of the skinny ones, but he's a big fella. Like, do you reckon I would look big on the field, or do you reckon I'd be like dwarf now? You wouldn't be dwarfed. No? You'd look normal. Okay. Oh, who wants I, to be normal? I'd look quite fat. I'd just look a bit fat. No, but you've got a muscly walk, is what I would say. Yeah, you walk, you walk like you, you walk like you work out. I got love handles now, like I, I had them then, but I've got bigger ones now. On purpose, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Um, Wasp v Bristol, fifty nine thirty five to yeah, Wasps. Yeah, you know. Um, I thought I was going to be a hundred nil that boy. Bonus yeah, point in seventeen minutes. The Bassett Hound. He's good, man. He is good. I mean, when he steps though, he does slow down a lot. It's not like a a step where he goes. He sort of steps off the right or Not left, like bang, and, and just yeah. keeps momentum. He properly slows down, which is also quite difficult to, to actually make a, a tackle in as well because, you know, his whole body has slowed down. Um, but, you know, Chris Cook. Is it Chris Cook? Is it Chris? Yep. Right? Yeah, Chris Cook goes for intercept off the line out, and that's the area he should be covering. He goes for intercept, but he should be covering the inside ball, which is to Bassett. So defensive error there. He, get, he gets the intercept, though. And he's Cobus Ryan Act is a legend, isn't he? Yeah, but it's high risk, high reward. Yeah. You know, especially at the start of a game. Just high risk, high risk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose. Um, Jack Tom Willis, incredible. Psh. The back row. Are then they, they got Barbary as well. Oh, my he's God. He scored three tries last week. They got Shields, they got Young. It's just back row in England and Wales, actually, is yeah, is huge. It's thriving. I mean, imagine, you know, Thomas Young not being. In the squad, I mean, you've got to be good. To it. I'm not even, it's like it's, I think in English, in English terms, it's like being a second row. The last few years now, they're just so many. Good but that's why rows. Wasps dominated um, the breakdown. There's nine three in turnovers yeah. for Wasps. Um, if you look at the stats, it's a bit like uh, Gloucester Quins. You know, Bath had more clean breaks, more offloads, more meters made, um, yeah. but just couldn't convert. And when you get nine turnovers from a Wasps back row or Wasps pack. As we've talked about, like momentum red just Rover changes. Boy. Yeah, it's red it just takes all the impetus out of your attack, and you've got yeah. to start again. It's um, like it's like say, I mean, going, we're not backtracking, but Sales lineout really malfunctioned at the weekend. It's like you can't. And Lou Diaga's out for the rest of the season now. His shoulder's gone again. You can't if you've got a fundamental like that. Yeah, I think you sometimes can get away with not having a scrum as long as you can get the thing away quick enough. Yeah, but no lineout to launch plays off, and no breakdown. You're knackered. Yeah, you're knackered completely. Um, didn't realise how quick Max Malins was. Oh yeah, I know. He looked good, didn't he? Really good, really good. Is he is he going to be a first choice ten? Because is he going to be a front line fly off for ten years in the Premiership, or is he always going to be the guy that just misses out a bit? I think he's going to be like a, a club Bowden Barrett. Well, is he a ten? Is he a ten? Is he a fifteen? Because he's um, not. He's not first choice at Bristol. No, like he's so good. You know, I don't think, I don't think he. Well, we don't know, but with the calibre of player he's got in front of him, it's going to be tough to break into that England squad at the moment. It's not to say it can't happen Jeez, at all, yeah. but he is quality. You want him in your team, but whether he's going to be ten or fifteen, and it's, I'm always a little bit, you know, you want your ten to be playing ten every week because yep. it's such a pivotal position yep. and such a key position. You don't mind if a, if a ten plays fifteen because they don't have as many key moments in a game or decision making in a game but I always like it when a 10 plays 10 every single week because it's one of those 
positions where you need a lot of feel. You need a lot of don't even love a ten at twelve knowledge. Most of the time. Yeah, I think there's still there's still place for real. Power I mean, there's a couple of quality bits in that game. The uh, Gopeth little grubber kick <laughs> to Minotzi was just it was dreamy, mate. And you know Kibariggi's offload on the inside, the one under to Robson after that. That is always where those moves die, isn't it? Yeah, it's always a cock up. But it was one of those passes that you didn't even think he was going to give it. It was, it was yeah. like, you know, it wasn't telegraphed at all. It wasn't like Matt Dawson against the Lions yeah, who yeah, actually, du- like who actually yeah. dummies it. He just it looks like he's going for the corner and all of a sudden he just throws over the top like that. Um, but it was, it was quality um, pass for him. Yeah, it worked. But yeah, Wasps rejuvenated. Bath rejuvenated. Yeah, it's great. Bristol not struggling, but Bristol are down in fifth, you know, and they were nailed on in second, really. Sale look, I'd you know, Sale, I wouldn't say they're struggling, but... Lou Diago, I think, is a big loss because their set piece has been a bit of an issue and it's just not as good without him. And yep. Akavanda Merva is a hell of a player, ball carrier, jeepers. But his throwing wasn't good. And Rob Webb is a very good thrower, but he hasn't played for a long time. And, you know, it's it's tough. You, but your fundamentals, That's it's when you, you watch Akavanda Merva and all the good stuff he does. And then you think about someone like uh, Jamie George, who does exceptional things, but is also just reliable, reliable, reliable. Yeah, it's like you know I've played with Lee Mears for years at Bath, and if we ever lost a pressure line out, it was never Mearsy. You just knew he was going to chuck it in the right place, and it's like playing with you'll have played with guys. I played with Matt Perry. When the ball goes over your head, you know it's getting caught, and it changes yeah. it changes everything because there's no panic at any point. I don't know. think Matt Perry gets enough credit for his little cameo in Jason Robinson's try in 2001. The uh, hands, yeah, it's yep. quality, mate. Yep. It's just quality. Um, yeah, I tell you, when the England squad is announced now for these for the end of the Six Nations and also this Autumn Champions Cup, I think it's called Nations uh, Cup. Nations Cup, that's right. Um, which is looking really good. I'm really excited about that now because we yeah. get some international rugby. I hope we get crowds. There's a thousand people. Amazon are doing it, aren't they? Yeah, Amazon, uh, Amazon and S4C are actually covering all the games in Welsh. Oh, nice for those that speak Welsh, which is quite a small. Population. Oh, it's Welsh speaking, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it looks phenomenal. You know, there's Ireland, there's England, there's Fiji. Mate, there's Fiji, Georgia. there's Fiji, there's Fiji. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. It's and gonna, France, also. It's going to be really good. We've got the end of the Six Nations to go first. But, I mean, who who do England pick at hooker? Um, I think they, with next season in mind, I think they pick, I think they will pick Luke, uh, Jamie George. Okay. Because I think. I think there is, it's not, or he hasn't played that much, but it's it's not all about form. It's about your credit you got in the bank. It's about yep. can they rely on you and have you perform for England. So I think Jamie George, Luke Cowan-Dickey very close. I would like to see Luke Cowan-Dickey start a couple of games this autumn. Um, I think without question he's earned it. Uh, he's the best performing hooker in the league. And I think he's just he's a very exciting player because he's so confrontational. He just hammers people. Farrell straight back in at... What position for you? Uh, I would have thought that he would... I think he's going to play 10 and they'll play Manu and maybe Slade. Slade. Or Jonathan Joseph. But George Ford, George Ford is so good. Yeah, I know. He's I so know. good. I know it didn't work in the final, but he's so good. I England I, looked better with him at 10 and Farrell at 12, but I'm just... What about Ford to Alangi Slade? They'll never not pick Farrell, will they? No, he's and a captain. He, he's got no form because he had a big break and now he's been banned again, so he's got no form. But I will, they, he, will they play him for the first game? No, I reckon that wonder if because he hasn't played. I wonder mm. if they might bench him and they might start with George, Slade and Manu, something like that. Yeah. Um, 
Jeez, there's a lot of boys playing well, eh? Yeah. There's a lot to choose from. Jeez, man, you sound in New Zealand, eh? I, oh, yeah, I did not. I'd, I'd pick um, Semi Randrandra for England. <laughs> and Italy and the Lions. Um, he, he is a good I, can't, I just can't wait to watch... I love watching France, but I just can't wait to watch Fiji. And hmm. if they're, you know, if they're kind of on it and they're all um, up for it, then there's some, always someone's getting hurt legally. Someone is getting hurt. There's... Loads of substitutions whenever you play Fiji because there's so many <laughs> massive clearouts and yeah. massive hits. Yeah, um, I can't wait. You know, Wales only just beat them in the uh, quarterfinal, I think, or I the pool game of um, World Cup last year. Here's an observation for you, unrelated. We're related to rugby. Rewind yeah. to the beginning of the season, last season. Chris Boyd at Northampton Saints was an absolute. It was a revelation. It was things were going great. Everything looked great. Loads of confidence. Speaking to. You know, I haven't spoken to anyone about Chris Boyd actually for this since the restart. But speaking to like, you know, Vesti and Dowson and those guys, are like, mate, this guy's great, and I'm sure they still think that. I think he will be under some pressure soon. I don't mm. like that whole. You've had a few bad results, sack him. I don't. I do not think he should be sacked. It's not what I'm saying. I think he'll be under pressure because Northampton are so far off it. They're so far below where they were a few months ago, and. You know, they've got Dan Bigger taking the high balls because I think they're worried about George Furbank. George yeah. Furbank's been super shaky under the high ball. Oh, mate, he gets hammered uh, for Ben Young's try as well. Yeah. Just takes his eye completely off it. Yeah. It wasn't the greatest pass, man. It sets him right up, but you just got to take it sometimes and take the hit, recycle it. Yeah. Next job. And I think if you, a bit like George Ford at Leicester, I think there are some, I think they've got more form players at Northampton, oddly, than Leicester. I think Tim Arna Harrison is always good. You know, Courtney Laws is always good. Mm. But I think you remove um, Dan Bigger from that team, I think they're in significantly more trouble. I think yep. James Grayson's played well, but I think Dan Bigger is a force of nature when he's up against it. And he might be a bit nauseating to play against and he might be chirping the whole time, but, geez, you'd love, you'd love him on your team. Like, oh, he's a competitor. Oh, you'd play with him, yeah, geez. And, and I think they'd be in a lot of trouble without him. And I, I just wonder how long Northampton can go on being this poor. I always remember Dan Bigger... Um, and Lee Halfpin actually they were they used to train against us in 2008 so like they're part of the Wales 20s and they train against the the Welsh national team and he he was brought in for I think Ireland's kicking game so he was sort of like Ron O'Gara sort of thing just threading ball through and he took us apart mate Did no he? joke yeah they scored like four tries against us just through his grubbers his chips the lot he was and all like that oh wow let's kick yeah. a play we're like can we swap you in for Stephen Jones now mate yeah. Um, yeah. But you, you sort of, that's one of his massive strengths. He's so, he's so sort of tactically aware when it comes to kicking and so good um, and brave. I'm not, uh, I'm not topping you yet, but I am. I was, I was at some of the early England sessions when Jason Robinson had just swapped codes and it was like, oh, bring yeah. him in and see what he can do. No, couldn't mm. live with him, could not live with him. Session one, dropped the ball, got man and ball. And then got the ball in a metre of space, gone. Then next time, gone, gone, yep. gone. You're like, wow, he is better than everyone else. But I'll tell you who else. I think whoever it was, was, it was Gummers or Kieran Bracken was getting picked ahead of Dorse that week, Matt Dawson. Um, Dorse was on the B team and I was on the B team, obviously. It was me, Mark Regan and uh, Julian White in the front row. Loving it. And um, Dorse just like, let's have a bit of fun, eh, boys? Let's express ourselves. And we were like, yeah, do not give me a Whitey the ball uh, and we'll be fine. And Dorse absolutely carved them up. And I remember after the session talking to Kieran Bracken I think Brax gave me a lift home back to Sarries and he was like Dawson's not that good is he? He was the thing with Dawson no he was the opposite he was like I think he hated him but he was like the thing with Dawson is he's not strong he's not quick he's not that fit his skills are good but like he got, he's not explosive doesn't tackle hard and you're like he's just 
so good at rugby. Uh, he Dawson was unbelievable. He like, scored four tries against Wales once. Did he? he is God, quite he quick. was good, man. He is quite quick. Um, that's a big call. They've obviously disbanded the question of sport team. Speaking of Matt Dawson, he captains. Put, <laughs> yeah, got forward. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, he put on he put on Twitter that he wasn't quite sure how to react. So I guess it's uh, you know it's a shock for him. Been doing it a long time. So yeah, hope yeah. you're all right, those guys. Yeah. Sure, we both. I send them my best. I'm sure you do too. I, mean, yeah, I, I don't know Sue Barker, but know her son Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah. Um, that will do us, yeah. Dave. Um, sorry about the little break. Um, if you're watching it via YouTube, um, phone got too hot. Yeah. Mm, so happens to me sometimes. Well, it's the Indian summer, isn't it? It's I just turn summer. off. I just turn off for ten minutes if I overheat. Summer ain't over, fella. Um, but we're back. All right. We'll speak to you next week. I've got to go and walk the dog now, mate. Um, he's, please he's, review us, all right? He's pooing in the house. Give us five stars and give us some feedback, all right? Positive, yeah? Do you have to pay to put dogs down? Um, now, Bubs will come and do it for you for free. Nice. He did it to his old dog, Rollo, before. It was like a scene out of I Am Legend, I think, the way he explained yeah. it to me. I'll get Chris Malone. Remember the Aussie fly off? Yeah. Mate, no need to pay, mate. When he's had his day, give him a steak dinner and take him to the ravine. Two in the back of the head. That's what he said. Two what? Uh, presumably bullets. Well, he's got a gun. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Well, yeah, he's... Was he? He's one of those. He's not like Robbie Russell. He went to school on the radio, but he's not far off, Molly. He got he got a brown pair of RM Williams boots when he was 18. He's still got them covered, <laughs> covered in polish. Uh, right, cheers all. Keep going, yeah? Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.